the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet state restrictions apply also brought to you by our mini helmet contest the SGP mini helmets are now in store we're giving it one for free just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet and we're brought to you by our college football playoff props contest $200 gift card to the winner exclusively on the SGPN app Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast. MLB? I've done it, Baz. It's only a matter of time. You know what's fucked me up there? I'd put the overlay on. Did you notice? I, I did. I was I pressing too many buttons. And I, I was trying to... Multi- Duttering your way through that intro. Trying I didn't know where it gone yet. Oh, what a knobhead. Um What's it, what's it called? Premier League is the answer. Premier League Gambling um, Podcast. The Premier League Gambling Podcast. On the... I've got a good MLB-related story, actually. I'll tell you in a minute, boss. Um, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne um, in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, January the 1st. Happy New Year, everybody. We're here to handicap the full state of games from January the 2nd through to the 5th. Tuesday through till Thursday, Monday through till Thursday, in fact. And Happy New Year, and see if you can hold it together. Barry Penaluna, Baz, what's happening? Good evening, Malcolm. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, yeah, that story, quickly, while I remember, Ohio legalised sports gambling yesterday, and they did a, they got someone to place a ceremonial first bet, first legal bet in Ohio, and they chose Pete Rose. And Pete Rose... Um, he would be a Hall of Famer, a baseball Hall of Famer, except he um, got done for gambling. He got kicked out for gambling on baseball, so he's not allowed in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, there's no shame in it. So he just, he, he faced a ceremonial first bet with a load of people stood around clapping yesterday. Um, Wasn't it something ridiculous, t- like 100 grand on Cleveland to win the... It, yeah, it was clear yeah, Cleveland or Cincinnati. It might have been the Cincinnati Reds who are yeah. absolutely chite. Like they'll be five hundred to one or something. Um, but that segues nicely, Baz. Almost as if it was an accident. Into your little um, who's your player of the week on your little uh, green screen there, talking about uh, people who were going to get banned for gambling. Yeah, player of the week this week on the wall has um, <laughs> is, is gone up. Uh, it's Ivan Tony because uh, you picked Brentford. Uh, yes. This week, five to two. I put Brentford up as my underdog of the week. Uh, at five to two, we had Ivan Tony getting a, a goal, one of the goals for Brentford. And I thought, as he, you know, as he is clearly a degenerate gambler, and probably won't get another chance to make it onto my wall in the next yeah. month. Expecting to probably miss the rest of the season. Uh, we'll get Ivan Tony on the wall tonight. So yeah, Ivan Tony was the pick for this week. Like it, um, yeah, Brentford. That Brentford was probably the highlight of our, of our picks. We're gonna, we'll briefly recap what's happened over the last three or four days before we get stuck into the uh, into the well, next slate. Brentford beat. I just said the beat. Brentford won away at West Ham, but that wasn't Spurs. I said Spurs. I knew it wasn't Spurs. Uh, aye, but yes, it was. Yeah, quite right. Probably the highlight of uh, of the week. Um, New Year's Eve last night, Baz. Were you playing out? Were you playing in? Oh, playing in. We've got a. Uh, all of the virus in our house at the moment. Oh, so shit. We went, up, went up to Newcastle um, and my brother and all of his family were ill. So the kids are ill. The little one was at hospital uh, for viruses, strep A, urine infections, all that. Anyway, we've went and picked up all the bugs, haven't we? Because my mum was ill, my brother was ill, uh, the other brother had been ill. And, and basically, we come back from Newcastle. We went to visit the in-laws in Hull, so we've been on a little bit of a tour and we lasted... One day in Hull before Helen got really unwell and we just thought, let's just get home and stop spreading this yeah. around the country. Uh, so Helen's been laid up in bed for a few days, like moved between the couch and bed. She was in bed at half eight last night. Oh, so nice. Me and the kids, the kids just sit on their phones all night. Yeah. So I sat and watched college football all, the, all evening, to be honest, on ESPN. I uh, saw you uh, really tweeting out. 
in the Discord channel games. earlier on, you'd, you'd gone on a bit of a heater on the college football, hadn't you? Yeah, some good games, some good uh, good stuff. But I did have a, a drink um, and around 10 to 12, we stuck the music on and watched the fireworks with the kids and all that and, um, you know, done all that sort of thing. And then I sat up till half two, three, watching more <laughs> football. So it was a long night. Uh, but yeah, not quite the new year we'd, en- we'd envisaged because we're all, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, but seem to be just teetering on, on not getting any worse at the moment. And I'm hoping it stays like that. I've got a bit of a bad chest, bad cough and what have you, but nowhere near as bad as uh, Helen's been. So I'm hoping I can uh, keep fighting it off. Well, I'm still basking well, in the glory. Working, weren't you, last night? I was. Uh, I was in Carlisle, so across the West Coast. It was only about an hour and a little bit. It was all right, actually. Kind of, it, it sounds like a ball ache, but it wasn't. It was easy. Um, obviously, it's New Year's Eve, so you can stick a zero on the end of your normal rate, uh, and that'll pay for me to do now for the next three weeks, effectively. Uh, so for the sake of six hours... Um, I don't have to move my arse for another three weeks, so quite happy with that. But it was all right. Um, so midnight in on the A69, uh, where for the last 10 years I've been on the A1, so it was nice, nice change, you know. A uh, little, little different bit of a uh, little bit different bit of tarmac um, to celebrate New Year on. Um, right, review of what's gone on since. Whoa, who, I don't know what day it was. The first game, anyway. There was two games on um, last Thursday or Friday night. Um, yeah, the first one was the highlight betting-wise, West Ham nil, Brentford 2. Um, I was hoping this was going to put us off to a good start. I was really happy with this one, Baz, because when I handicapped it, his sort of instinct was coming from the point of view of goals, West Ham are going to win it all, over two and a half, that kind of thing. And I actually had to talk myself out of that because the more research I did, the more I wasn't having West Ham and the more I wasn't having West Ham scoring. Um Came down on the side of Brentford and landed it quite comfortably at five to two. So I was really, really pleased with myself. Um, thought that was going to spare us on the great things, which it didn't. Um, but not to worry. Uh, Brentford are on my good list. They've uh, they've cashed two two for two now since the restart. But West Ham are struggling. Um, David Moyes looks a little bit haunted at the minute. He looks a bit lost for ideas. Um, so yeah, that was a nice start with uh, Brentford bars, but West Ham in trouble. Yeah, so I'd put up both teams to score in my uh, initial pick for this one, which obviously went down. Uh, but then tipped Brentford later in the in the show. At the end, I'd been sort of going with my underdog of the week. So that's two on the bounce. Two shows, two from two on the underdogs. Uh, Fulham in in week one and uh, Brentford this week. So we'll see if we can carry up that form. But uh, yeah, West Ham not getting on the score sheet got, got me off to a a bit of a loser on the overall pick. But but happy to get Brentford on the uh, on the underdog pick there. Uh, Liverpool 2, Leicester 1 was the other game that night um, I kind of wasted picks on this I threw a couple of pizza bets around on um, some first goal scorers centre-halves and it didn't really happen um, looked at Nunes who still can't buy a goal I'm going to follow I'm going to have to follow Nunes off a cliff here I'm going to have to get right involved in Nunes like first goal any time to score two to score a hat-trick for the next few months because it's coming absolutely coming Um the main upshot of this was it was just quite funny. Uh, I would wout fast, whatever you want to call him. Because I was at work, so I had the little live score up, and Leicester were winning. I thought, oh, that's quite entertaining. And then I got the notification, 1-1, wout fast, own goal. Then I got a notification 60 seconds later, 2-1, wout fast, own goal. So I messaged you. I was like, Baz, I'm at work. What's going on here? Like, is it? And then you sent me this kind of lengthy, lengthy thing of... Um, if how we managed to score those two OGs. But his little face when that second one went in was great. He, t- I mean, he just really wanted to get swallowed up. Like The first one, uh, someone had messaged, uh, as soon as it happened, someone messaged on one of the WhatsApp groups saying, why hasn't the keeper shouted for that? Um, and then it cut to half time and the first thing they did said, watch this replay and we've turned the microphone up, listen to the oh, okay. And the keeper clear his day just shouts, keepers! And he's having none of it, like just just chipped it over his head instead. But the second one was absurd, wasn't it? Like I just don't know. <laughs> his head, like I just yeah, it was was yeah, because it didn't seem to rebound off him and hit him. He seemed to have quite enough time to readjust his feet before yeah, yeah, he, had, he blasted it into the top corner. Yeah, aye, bit of a um, yeah. What was your pick in that? That was no good. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I had a Liverpool to score three or more. I felt that was a bit no of a, okay. Yeah. 
story of the week, really, this week. I had a lot of things sort of missed by a, by a whisker and plenty of chances for Liverpool. I mean, Darwin Nunes should have scored another yeah. three, shouldn't he? Um, so, yeah, I felt a bit disappointed to lose that one. Um, but anyway, on, onwards and upwards. Yeah, the Saturday lunchtime game, Wolves Hill, Manchester United won. Um, I felt like we handicapped this um, really, really well, Baz. I took Manchester United on the money line. Uh, at a price of 11 to 13. The Discord channel was buzzing on Saturday morning. <clears throat> we saw the news of Rashford being left out, um, which kind of put me off it a little bit. And then it went nil this half time. Then Rashford came on and Manchester United won 1 0 with a Rashford goal. You put the Rashford goal up at 5 to 1 in the Discord channel. So, um, yeah, this was another another high point, but I did think it was a it was a strong, strong analysis pass for this one. Yeah, I mean, I took, I'd said in my me, me analysis last week, Manu at the price were, were worth backing on the money line. Um, and I only re- I swayed towards Manu backing two or more only because you took them on the money line as your pick. So that pushed us the other way. Um, I actually pivoted on the day because I'd said to you, after the team news, I know you didn't fancy it. You, you sort of didn't, didn't like it. Just looked a bit wobbly, like. Didn't like the look of the team, and I was it drifted out to ten to eleven. It was the same price for my new money line as it was for them to score two or more. So money line was where I went in the end, uh, and I did put up Rashford at threes on the show. Uh, obviously, he didn't start, so I sort of held off on that. But as you see in the Discord, when he came on at half time, he just felt he, you know, he'd been left out <clears throat> as a punishment. He felt he was going to be up for it, yeah. Uh, he was 5-1 to any time and 9-1 to for first goal. We put both of those up in the Discord channel in play uh, and cashed both of those, which was a really, really good return for me. Um, so, yeah, I was two for three after Saturday lunchtime, going into the 3 p.m.s, and this is where um, the wheels came off a little bit for me. We had Bournemouth nil, Palace 2. I had no thoughts on this. What to, um, I took a draw. I couldn't back Palace at all. Palace did it quite comfortably. Uh, Fulham 2, Southampton 1. Fulham continue to defy uh, my fading of them. I had Southampton team total, which was live but didn't cash. City 1, Everton 1. I took City 1.5 first half goals, scored 20-odd minutes, and I was rubbing my hands, so that would cash. That was my favourite pick of the week, 6-4. to four. Uh, Didn't cash. And Newcastle nil, Leeds nil. And Newcastle over 2.5, so blanked all four of them. Um, Newcastle did enough to win that. Um, but Leeds actually hoeing quite well, really. I still don't necessarily trust him. All of Newcastle's chances um, fell to the wrong players. Fabian Shaw had about four long. So I've had a couple. Chris Wood, who's not a natural finisher, had a couple. So on another day, Newcastle won. Uh, would have won, but they didn't. So yeah, that those sat to three o'clock, Spaz. I was over for four. I know uh, Palace have been your friends, haven't they, since we came back? You started started strong with Palace at six to four on the money line. Uh, yes, took, took Palace at six to four. Uh, I also had the both teams to score in the Fulham-Southampton game. Uh, which came yeah. in nowhere near on Man City or, or the Newcastle games. I took Newcastle half-time, full-time. Man City, I took them down as scoring three or more. Uh, the other good thing, I came out of the Fulham game. Here's one for you. I, it, you might remember, Malcolm, I've always ran for years now. we last man standing competition. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> Anyway, we entered into sort of week eight or nine this week. And I'm still in there with uh, one, one of ten picks left. So there's ten of us left. Okay. Started with around 120 entries, there's 600 pound in the pot. I took Fulham, so I used all the big guns, you know. I used Man City, Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Newcastle, everything like that. They're all gone. I did have Man United left, so Man United was an option. Uh, and I thought I'll hang on to Man United for Bournemouth next week. So I took a bit of a punt nice. on Fulham. Me and me and one of that took Fulham and went through. Every other pick, the other eight were all spread across Newcastle, Spurs, and Chelsea. Oh, beautiful. Two remaining today. So two um, men. Well, we've done a deal. We're, we're taking the. Oh, thing. have you split it? Yeah, bottled it. Um, big fanny. We've both got Man United next next week, so we'd both have been going in with Man United, and yeah, you know, if that goes off, we're both out. Uh, and then following that, we're into sort of round eleven, and we're really picking. From so do you have to make? Do you not have to make a pick next week though? Anyway. No, the the rules of our game is if it gets down to two, you can split it. Three or more have to carry on, but two two players can choose to split. Um, yeah. so yeah, I've done a deal. It's three hundred pound back for a fiver. It's uh, I'll take that. Uh, fair enough, Baz. Can't argue with that. Um, do you like my haircut? Um, it's uh, it's tidy, tidy. Uh, it's better than it would normally look like. Thank you very much. Uh, 
just move on. Uh, next was the Saturday night game, Brighton, Brighton 2, Arsenal 4. Um, that was back on track here, uh, Arsenal to win at 11 to 10. Great price this was, what a good price. Good game. Um, Listen to it on the radio while I was driving across to Carlisle. Um, Arsenal were in control. Brighton got back into it late on. They nearly had a third goal. It was VAR off. Would have been a bit chaotic. Brighton were very brighty. Um, and that was that, really. But um, again, this is a kind of game that falls right into Arsenal's lap, really. These sort of little, these little teams that, these little fancy teams, you always feel like if they're going to go toe to toe with Arsenal, Arsenal are going to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I said uh, I thought Brighton could could make um, a bit of a threat of the game. And, and on the Discord, I'd said the same. Someone was thinking Brighton might get some against Arsenal. I wasn't confident enough to, to take Brighton to win, but I felt they could make a game of it. And they did, didn't they? I mean, they almost got it back to 4-3, didn't they? I mean, yeah. it's one of them offsides, isn't it? Like you just, you hate it, don't you? When a player's running back, uh, you know, he's offside when the ball goes over. But by the time he... He's back onside by the time he hits the ball. Um, it's one of them. I just think that's that's not what the offside rules there for. But it is there. There's, you know, there's no doubt it was going to get disallowed. But had they made that four three with sort of ten minutes to go, could have been quite an exciting finish. Um, but yeah, I took with both teams to score, so it was a short price, but it was a it was a, it was a winner in the end. So yeah, also yeah, you know, the look the real deal, don't they? They're played well again. Um, you know, they don't look like they're missing. Gabriel Jesus. Um, and yeah, really intriguing game this week, isn't it? With Newcastle. Yeah, it's a Absolutely. game of the week, yeah. Um, moving on to the day, Tottenham Hill, Aston Villa 2. Fucking Tottenham are terrible. They're so boring. Um, Lloris is absolutely cack. You've got, uh, you should, the kids just a buffoon. Like, um, did nothing happen in the first half at all um, when Tottenham are kind of most vulnerable. I put a stop after like 28 minutes and Harry Kane hadn't touched the ball. He literally had zero touches in the first 28 minutes. Um, and then Villa got ahead on an error. Villa got another one. Tottenham never, ever, ever looked like scoring. I think that took both teams to score. But um, yeah, absolutely nothing. Tottenham are just do absolutely nothing for me. I think they, they look like a really old-fashioned team. We just talked about... Teams like Brighton and Leeds who've got a, a lot of vibrant energy young players. And Tottenham just don't. You need, if Kane or Son doesn't do something magical, the rest of them are just pedestrian, like absolutely pedestrian, vulnerable at the back, no pace. Um, they, they do nothing for me at all, Tottenham. But decent win for Villa. Maybe today was the first time we've seen a proper, uh, the stamp of Unai Emery on that. So interesting to see how Villa kick on uh, over the next month or so, Bad. Yeah, so Spurs, uh, as you say, they got poor today. I think you're right. Normally it's Kane Son. I think they missed. I, I do rate Kulusevski and Benton Kerr as a big player for them. The two of them were both missing injury. Um, and when I've sort of looked at their next game, I'm saying that that's going to be a concern for them going forward if they are out for any length of time. Because I think both of them do make a di- bit of a difference. Um, but yeah, I also went with the both teams to score. I mean, when Villa get on the score sheet, you, you're thinking, chance here. Yeah, because... Spurs don't fail to score at home. I think it might be the first time all season they haven't yeah. scored at home. Um, so, but then at the same time, you can't come away thinking we're unlucky because today they never looked like scoring. So both teams just have to take that one on the chin, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Next, uh, finally, was Forest 1, Chelsea 1. Um, I took over one and a half. First half goals, uh, got one after about 20 minutes. Bit of a fluky, but it went in. And again, I thought I had a chance... Uh, and then it didn't really happen. Forrest got an equaliser though. Played okay, Forrest. They're, they're competitive, so at home at least. Um, Chelsea is still a little bit like Tottenham. Their midfield just looks slow today. Um, devoid of ideas, but again, just devoid of that dynamism like that you kind of associate with a modern game a little bit. Um, so yeah, another another loser there for me, Baz. Forrest, Chelsea, I can't remember what you had. Yeah, I took the over two and a half. I mean, I yeah. sort of handicapped the game quite well as well. It's a bit disappointing this one because I said I thought Forest were, you know, a different beast at home. They, they'll, they'll make a good game of it. I said I was confident they would they would make a competitive game of it. I wasn't confident enough to take them to win the game. And I'd sort of had it down as a 2-2. I was thinking Forest could get a draw here. Um, and I was thinking 2-2 or 2-1 either side. Um, obviously, two and a half didn't come in, but... I felt I had the right ideas about the game. 
just not the right outcome in the end. Just yeah, but yeah, Forest, Forest played well and and worth worth the worth the draw. Um, where I did all right this week, but just something to look maybe going forward, trying to learn as we go. Is the money line picks? I went three for four. Uh, Brentford, Manchester United, Arsenal. The one that let me down was the draw in the Palace game. And then all this other shit where I was pissing around with uh, both teams to score over this first half, over under first half goals, um, both teams to score and a team to win, team totals. Um, pretty much blanked on them all, I think. Um, so maybe that might be... It turns out I might be a specialist, Baz, uh, in the old money lines, like... but. Uh, yeah, so not a, finished a little bit behind this week, um, but not terrible, not enough to kind of offset. I think you you finished a bit of front, Baz, so you can offset my yeah, losses. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my 10 picks, if we look at my 10 picks in isolation, only three of them came up, uh, returned six units, so that would have put us four units down. But then we had three bonus picks. We had Rashford at threes. Uh, we had Brentford at five to two. And then the treble, just to talk quickly about the treble, the, the goals treble was just let down by a whisker. Um Trying to think who we are now. Team goals, Liverpool to score two or more. Palace to score two or more. Palace were a good price as well for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last one was Man United. Um, and obviously Rashford gets the second goal and I'm celebrating yeah. like, like I've won the lottery. Uh, and then it gets disallowed for a handball. It wasn't nothing deliberate about it, but the rule now is if it touches your hand yeah. on the way into the goal, then then it's it's ruled out. So a little bit unfortunate, but the, the goal's treble. That would have paid out at five to one. Uh, just a whisker away on that. But yeah, I, I think overall, if we you had the Rashford and the underdogs in, I'd have come out a whisker above evens for the for the week. So not not too bad, but just felt a, a little whisker away and a few things. If Man United get that second goal, I hit the Man United handicap. I hit the treble, and it's just suddenly a much much better week than it, uh, it otherwise was. So not far off. Yeah, my parlay was a twelve to one shot. I got two out of three legs: Arsenal and Man United with two legs. But the third one was the draw in that Bournemouth Palace game. So. Uh, as much as two out of three sounds okay, the third one was never particularly close, so not really in the game. Um, okay, we'll get on to next week's games. Once I've told you about our um, headline sponsor here on the <coughs> Premier League Garmin podcast, nearly did it again there, Baz. Uh, Winbet, the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet active in a bunch of states. Tons of way to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games on the day of. Uh, great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. Sign up today, receive a special offer, bet 100 to win $100, limited to state availability. So much to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today, offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Don't forget also to enter the SGP mini helmet contest from now until the end of the year. Um, that's probably yesterday, so I might be wasting my breath here. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash Helmet and brought to you by our college football playoff props contest. $200 gift card to the winner exclusively on the SGPN app. Okay, so the first game, uh, there's one game tomorrow, Monday the 2nd of January. Um, it is a 5.30 UK kickoff, which will be 12.30 Eastern time. And it is Brentford against Liverpool, where Brentford are the 9-2 uh, plus 450 underdogs. The draws at 130 plus 33. Liverpool 11 to 20 minus 181. Um, two informed teams here. Uh, Brentford done me a couple of favours. They got two up in front of Tottenham, which got me paid out, even though they were pegged back eventually. Uh, and then had that good win against West Ham. So certainly in my good books at the minute, Brentford. Unbeaten in five, um, of which they've won two and drawn three. And Liverpool have won four in a row and do look a whole lot better since the resumption after the World Cup. They were wobbling uh, before that, but um, come back. They've got their full-backs um, back. They look they look dangerous going forward. This just looked like an obvious kind of goals galore situation. So having said that, it was finding a bet. Um, the bet I found here was Liverpool to win and both teams to score, which Liverpool just seemed to keep cashing. Um See Leicester City the other night. 
Um, Brentford are good, decent at home, always dangerous, always got a goal in them. I can see Liverpool running out maybe 3-1 winners here. So Liverpool are winning both teams to score a 2-1. to one. And next to that, with two big exclamation marks after it, is the word Nunes. <laughs> Nunes, two goals, hat-tricks, four goals. Get on, he's going to do it, Buzz. Liverpool and both teams to score, what have you got? Um, yeah, same as you said, Brentford, you know, unbeaten in five, um, also unbeaten in four at home. Um, Spurs and Chelsea both only managed a point at, at Brentford. Um, Brighton lost there, Brighton in good form. Uh, they've also had a very good win against City recently away from home. I say recently, obviously that's recent in terms of fixtures, but further back because of the World Cup. Um, so Brentford are, are a decent side, and, and, and you know Liverpool, you're right, are in good form, but have conceded in each of the last six games. So like you, I do think Brentford will get on the score sheet here. And I think if they get on the score sheet, uh, this could be a very tight game. Um, I'm not brave enough to take Brentford to beat Liverpool, but I'll take them on the Asian handicap plus one uh, at around evens. So I'll take Brentford. Essentially, it's Brentford double chance, isn't it? Brentford yeah. um, or the draw. But also, uh, well, it's plus one. So we've got money back if Liverpool win by one goal. Um, so, yeah. Brentford plus one, Asian handicap, evens. Okie doke. We move on to Tuesday, the 3rd of January. These are all evening games. A little bit of normality back after the bank holidays, etc. The first game is the game of the week, I would suggest. Arsenal against Newcastle, which is a 7.45 kickoff, uh, 2.45 Eastern time. Uh, Arsenal are 4-5, minus 125. The draw is... Uh, 14 to 5 plus 280. Newcastle are Burlington Bertie 130 plus 330 uh, for the Magpies. Baz, lead us off Arsenal against Newcastle. Oh, I've struggled with this one, Mark. And I really Did you? Have. Um, as I say, I, I sort of hedged, hedged against Arsenal for the last couple of games. I didn't uh, Sort of thought they might slip up somewhere along the way, but they don't look like doing so. Uh, they've won seven from seven at home, but at the same time, Newcastle has still only got one defeat all season. Um, Arsenal are scoring over three a game at home, but on the other side of that, Newcastle have got the best defensive record in the league, conceding only 11 all season. So something's got to give, uh, and I don't know which side that's going to be on. Um, so, I've... <sighs> I just feel Newcastle don't feel anything. <laughs> do it, Baz. Do it. Do it. Yeah, do you're it. not going to like it because I've, I've pussied out a little oh. bit. You know, you know what's coming. I'm, I'm going to take Newcastle not to get beat. Um, Newcastle double chance, win or draw at around evens. I think Newcastle are a decent price, though. I really do. Um, you know, we don't fear anyone anymore. Um, you know, going into games like this at the Emirates, in times gone by, we just know what's coming. Um Whereas this year, generally we don't. Um, if we go there and we get beat 2 1, 3 2, 1 0, whatever, sort of take it on the chin. Like, I think we'll make a fight of it though. Uh, and I think we're good value. Hopefully, Wilson can come back into the mix this week um, into the starting lineup, might make a difference. Um, but yeah, I think Newcastle win or draw on the double chance at around evens. Yeah. Um... I think it's about time Arsenal dropped their arse, frankly. Uh, and there's no better time to do it than on Tuesday night, Buzz. Um, I think Newcastle provide just a different type of test treaty at Arsenal. Um, they're very, very big and strong at the minute. Newcastle are all the things that we haven't associated with Newcastle in our lifetime, Buzz, frankly. Um, I don't know, we haven't conceded a goal for 450 minutes now. That's seven and a half hours, Buzz. That's a long time. Um so, yeah, I think, like I say, they, they provide a different test. So the likes of Brighton, uh, who Arsenal is just going to pick apart, and um, West Ham fitting into that mould as well. Um, I look for a price on Joe Linton over three and a half headlocks. Uh, I couldn't find that because I, I just feel he's going to go rad. Um, yeah, dead easy for me, Baz. Give me Newcastle on the money line. Plus 333. Uh, Arsenal has been an absolute graveyard uh, for Newcastle hopes and dreams over the years. Um, but on Tuesday, that all changes. Uh, we'll take the win. Callum Wilson is big, um, just different. I mean, you, 
admire kind of what Chris Wood does occasionally, but there's no comparison in terms of class. So um, I'm happy to get Wilson back in and I'll take Newcastle. They nick the win. Uh, we're going to nick a 1-0 win, Baz, at plus 333. Uh, another quarter to eight kickoff is Everton against Brighton, where Everton are 5-2 to two home dogs. Uh, D-Rock on the MLB show, he loves a home puppy. Uh, plus 250. The draw is 5-2, to two, plus 250. And Brighton are road favourites here at 11-10, plus 110. Um, Everton are off the back of a really weird draw at Manchester City, where... I mean, no one gave them, I say no one, us, or in fact anyone with any sense gave them um, not a cat in hell's chance there. And I've no idea what to make of that at all, really, uh, whatsoever. I still don't know what to make of Brighton. This I found this really hard to handicap because um, Brighton showed nothing against us that we kind of didn't know they were going to do. They've got no interest in defending, or certainly the manager's got no interest in defending whatsoever. Like um, They could lose, or win every game could finish 4-2 um, for, for Brighton between now and the end of the season. Um, it's hard to take Brighton on the road at 11-10. I think that's far too short. Everton, um, as much as uh, they are struggling, they, if they can normally get things done at home, that's when Everton are capable of picking up points um, against these not stellar teams at home. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is back for Everton, which makes a bit of a difference. Um, I've taken here, Baz, both teams to score at four to five, minus 125. Brighton um, are fun and full of goals, but can't defend. Everton at home. Everton are going to have to go for it as well, so um, they need a win. Both teams to score, minus 125, four to five, Baz. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, both teams to score was also my pick. Uh, I've got down here, you know, Brighton. You know, no point going over stuff you already mentioned, but Brighton a real mixed bag. Three wins, three losses in the last six games. But scored 14 in those last six games. Both teams to score landed in all of the last six for Brighton, uh, and they've only had one clean sheet in the last ten. So Brighton do score a lot of goals, as you say. They don't keep many clean sheets and both teams to score four to five just looks like an easy one. Take it and move on. Okay, so Baz co-signs the both teams to score. Right now, down. Next up, quarter to eight again is Leicester versus Fulham. Leicester plus 120, five to four at home. The draw is 13 to five plus 260. Fulham 21 to 10 uh, plus 210. Baz, take it away. Sorry, just getting a cough out there. Mike back on. Where are we? Uh, Leicester, Fulham. Contrast and fortunes here since the break. Uh, Leicester have lost two. Fulham have won two. Uh, Leicester didn't play too bad against Liverpool, but were absolutely terrible against Newcastle. Uh, but coming away with no points, probably no no big disaster. They were two, two tough games against two informed sides. Um, I've gone with goals this year as well. Fulham have only failed to score once in the last 10 um, and that was a nil-nil against Everton. Every other game in the last 10 games for Fulham has been over 2.5 goals. So it was another one where everything just sort of pointed me towards that. Most of it coming from the stats on the Fulham side rather than Leicester, admittedly. <clears throat> but I do think Leicester are, are potentially going to be a bit, a bit of a better side coming out of this side of the uh, the World Cup uh, and some can certainly contribute towards that. But Fulham are always vulnerable at the back as well. So overs, it's around 8 to 11, but I'll take the over 2.5 in this one uh, over two and a half yeah absolutely fuck knows what to do with this is what I've written down um, Fulham I'm still waiting for this regression to come um, this might be the last week um, that I back it though if I might have to have a rethink um, Leicester did okay against Liverpool scored made a couple of other chances they were rubbish against Newcastle like you see still no Madison um, the goalie Danny Ward is absolutely awful Um I saw a little conspiracy theory today, Baz. Don't know if you know it. Is Martin Dubravka was recalled by Newcastle that, yeah. from his loan spell at Manchester United. Leicester City need a goalkeeper in Newcastle run for James Madison, Baz. So there's been the uh, people are putting two and two together and um, making five up there. So could Dubravka be uh, some kind of a, uh, a make weight in the um, in the deal to get James Madison to St James's Park? Uh, Fulham have won two in a row since the restart um, contrary to where my money's gone it's really hard to win three in a row in the Premier League especially if you're not that good if you're not one of the top top teams um, 
I like both teams to score and over two and a half, um, but they're just a little bit short for me. Leicester weren't too bad before the World Cup. Um, they've had two hard fixtures back at home to a Newcastle team. And again, that game really was done in six minutes. Like, um, And then away at Liverpool who were in good form. I'm going to give Leicester a chance here. Uh, to to refine their form. I'm going to take them on the money line. I wanted to take a few more money lines after that's where I found my success last week as well. Uh, so give me Leicester here at five to four. Um, if Fulham do me in again, I'm going to have to rethink my whole Fulham strategy. Uh, next up is still on Tuesday. There's one more game on Tuesday, uh, which is an 8pm uh, kickoff, 3pm Eastern time between Manchester United and Bournemouth. Where Manchester United are seven to twenty-five minus three fifty-seven. The draws at ninety-two plus four fifty. Bournemouth are ten to one. Um, Man United got that win the other day against Wolves without being great. Bournemouth are in a bit of a hole, um, not scoring still. This was really easy. We saw this exact game last week. We watched Man United against Nottingham Forest at Old Trafford. Uh, we backed Manchester United to win to nil which they did comfortably. It's the same game. It's the same bet. Man United to win to nil, 11 to 10. Baz, if it's not broke, don't fix it. What are you laughing I at? Knew, you done the I same? knew for a fact you were going to go for that. Did uh, you? And probably enough, I've taken the same bet as I told Yay. you last week. Um, but with, uh, I didn't win mine, did I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've said, yeah, Man United are in good form. They've won four of the last five, two wins since the break. Uh, they're also unbeaten in seven at home. And Bournemouth, on the other hand, looked to be in a bit of trouble. They had a reasonable start of the season, didn't they? They were picking up points at a fairly decent rate, prodding along. I think they had a six-game unbeaten streak at one point at the start. They had a little bounce after Scott um, Parker got the 9-10 jack, yes, didn't he? Yeah. And they brought Gary O'Neill in. Six without defeat at that point. But they now lost six of the last seven. Two till-nil defeats since the break. And the I think they're in big trouble. Like they're, they're not a good side. So I've gone with the Man United handicap here again. Man United minus one point five. I did look at Man U scoring three or more, and I just thought, no, let's. Similar to you, I don't see Bournemouth scoring here. Um, so a two 0 would would do me. Um, so I'll take minus Man U on the handicap minus one point five at four to five. I always forget how poxy that ground is as well at Bournemouth. There was nine thousand eight hundred fans at that game against Palace at the weekend. Or whenever they... I mean, what's the point? Like, just let someone else have a go. I don't know, get Coventry back in or Chef Wed or, you know, someone who's not got less than 10k. to look. They contribute nothing to the Premier League. You know, no one wants them or needs them. Uh, no one will hear this and complain because no one gives a shit about them. Like, um, five more games to handicap. I'll tell you first about Underdog Fantasy, um, one of our favourite sponsors here. Uh, Underdog, the season never ends right now. You can play... Their weekly battle royale games, or even draft your playoff best ball team. They've got a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL too. Uh, the NBA Gambling Podcast with my crony Munaf. Um, go and have a listen to that. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Okay, next we will go to Wednesday and a 7.30 kickoff at 2.30 Eastern time between Southampton and Nottingham Forest. Southampton are... Ooh, but a little bit of line movement. I had them down at minus 105, 18 to 90. They've actually shifted out to plus 105, maybe on the grounds of Forest looking all right tonight. So uh, just over even money for Southampton. The draw is at five to two. Nottingham Forest are at three to one. Um, Baz, you can lead us off. Southampton against Forest. Yeah, so Southampton are in a real slump here. On they've lost their last five games, conceded thirteen in the process, scored only four. Um, Forest are a picture of inconsistency. Last six games, won two, lost two, drawn two. Uh, we mentioned. In the Boxing Day round of fixtures, Forrest has still only scored one goal away from home all season, which is absolutely awful. But Southampton, on the other side, uh, do concede goals at around two per game on average. So if Forrest have to survive this season, I feel this is a game they really have to attack, um, particularly the form Southampton are in. Um, they shouldn't fear going to Southampton, um, despite what they're form away is at the moment they shouldn't fear this game and if they put in the sort of performances they do at home you know against some of the bigger teams like they did today 
then then Forest Forest look alright against Southampton. Um I've gone with as I say, I think I think Forest have to attack again. I've gone against the grain here. As I said, Forest have only conceded, uh, only scored once away from home all season. I'm backing them to treble that. I'm going Whoa. for Forest to score two or more. <laughs> so I'm not backing Forest to win, uh, but I'm going to back them to score two goals or more on the road, which is highly controversial given the given the trends. But that's five to two. Uh, I think it's a decent price. Uh, I think Southampton Southam are absolutely garbage. I think they're in big trouble. And I think Forrest will, will win this game um, and they'll score a couple of goals in the process. So I'll take Forrest to score two or more. Forrest didn't look terrible at Manchester United last week. Is it in a way performance? It was quite passable, really. Yeah, this is a bit of a bum fight. I wrote down one of the things that you mentioned, Baz, and which is the, they've got to have a go, these teams. This is They will both say this is a winnable game. Neither want to sit or nick a point here. There's no good points here. Um Nathan Jones hasn't started well. There's been no new manager bounce. He said after the game at the weekend that they needed to get back to basics. And well, he's just had six weeks off with barely any of them were on World Cup duty. So that would have been the time to get back to basics rather than Saturday night after they just got humped again. So I don't know what he's talking about. Um, Again, I've gone against the data like yourself, but I've taken the over two and a half goals. Um, The over two and a half goals is juiced towards the under. Um, I can see a 2-1 either way here. Um, someone's going to win it 2-1 and they're both going to have a go. Uh, if it's Forrest, we can both cash pass. Uh, even money, plus 100 for over two and a half goals for me. Um, let me write down yours. Not Forrest over one and a half team total. Uh, next up is a kickoff, Sir Higgledy Piggledy on uh, Wednesday. Uh, 7.45 kickoff between Leeds and... West Ham uh, leads. Uh, it's a match uh, on the on the books. Leads are eight to five plus one sixty. West Ham are eight to five plus one sixty. And the draw is at five to two plus two fifty. Um, this I kept this really simple. Basic gain. Looking for money line plays. Um, Leeds are performing better than West Ham. Um, West Ham, in fact, look bang in trouble to me. Um, I thought Leeds did okay at Newcastle. They weren't. They were a little bit. They did things a little bit differently. We kind of have them pegged as it's all a little bit mad and random, um, a little bit like Brighton. Actually, they only had one shot on target. They didn't show an awful lot going forward, but they defended quite well. Um, I like the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper made a big difference uh, coming and claiming a lot of balls. I think Leeds will just go for it um, at home. Home crowd. I think they can eventually overwhelm West Ham here. Uh, Somerville's back for them. He came off the bench against Newcastle. He was in good form um, before he picked up a little injury pre uh, pre the break. So yeah, I'm going to keep this simple, Baz, and I'm going to take Leeds to get it done on the money line. Eight to five plus one sixty. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, I mean, I've got down here West Ham lost five on the bounce, scored only two goals in that time. Um, and looking at Leeds, the last five have drawn one, won two, lost two. But that really tough game, run of games, those last five games. They played Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, Newcastle. I can't remember who the other one was, but they played four of the top six sides there um, and come away with, what, seven points from it. Um, so they're, they're you know, in, in fairly decent form, uh, unlike Leeds. Uh, before that, though, <clears throat> they had lost four on the spin um, prior to the that recent run um, and I've looked at obviously the other day it was a nil-nil nobody's seen that game being a nil-nil uh, against Newcastle no but prior to that um, both teams to score hit five in a row in Leeds games all of them would also have hit the over 2.5 and four of them would have hit the over 3.5 so they've conceded 14 goals in those last five games so despite being in decent form uh, and as I say it was a decent run of games where they played some good sides uh, West Ham aren't aren't a good side at the moment. I'll still take the goals here. Um, I struggled to pick a winner. I didn't. I didn't quite have the, the lean towards Leeds. I, I still just got this sort of sneaky feeling why West Ham might might turn a bit of a corner and someone might start putting something in the net for them. Uh, but I've only the overs four four to five over two point five goals in this one. Uh, so goals in that one for Baz. Next up, three games left here. Um, 
Aston Villa against Wolverhampton Wanderers is an 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern time kickoff. where Aston Villa have shortened up a little bit. I handicapped this this afternoon while watching the Villa game. They were even money. Uh, they've shortened up a 20th of a point here, 19 to 20. Um, the draw is at 5 to 2. And Wolves are 3 to 1. And this is quite an interesting game to handicap. Wolves did okay against Manchester United, but still didn't really look like scoring. Uh, Diego Costa, or the, the ghost of Diego Costa, still mooching about up top. And they've got this new striker. This is kind of key, I think, for how Wolves are going to get on. Uh, Matias Cunha, who's coming on loan from Atletico Madrid, whether or not he can go straight into the team and make a difference remains to, this, to be seen. Um I had written down Villa are incredibly average. However, today, maybe, as I said at the top of the show, we've seen kind of the first marker from, from Unai Emery. The, as much as Tottenham work, like, rubbish. Um, so I really don't know what to make of uh, the Villa performance today. But Villa did what they had to do. Defended properly um, and picked Tottenham off in the second half. I got this down, Baz. This could finish nil-nil for me, which is at a price of 17-2 plus 8.50. Um, if you don't fancy being that exotic, I know it's boring, but Wolves are under two and a half merchants. Um, the price is four to five for your minus 125. Uh, so that'll be my main pick. But don't be surprised if this is an outage. Yeah, so Wolves... Um... I just I don't don't rate them at all. Like um, they've got three wins this season. All of those three wins are against teams who are right in amongst the relegation contenders. So they've recently beat Everton, uh, who are garbage, and then they've beat Forest and Southampton, who are another two of those who are right in the relegation mix. So they don't win games against anyone outside of that bracket. As it stands, I think this is one of the worst Wolves sides we've seen for a long time. They're currently sitting on thirteen points after seventeen games. In each of the last four seasons that have had over 20 points at this stage, so they're well behind the curve in terms of where they would normally be at this stage in a season. Um, I say I think Villa with three wins and four um, just look a bit better. They look well drilled again against Spurs, and I think this is a game they can come out on top of. Um, I agree it'll be a tight game, low-scoring game, uh, but I could say a sort of Villa one nil um, being the outcome of this one. So I'll take I'll just take Villa on the money line at evens. Villa, yeah, that was the one I was kind of leaning towards. Just the one nil, especially with um, my, my propensity to to want to take these money lines this week. Um, eight o'clock kickoff, three pm. Uh, they're still on Wednesday. We are is Crystal Palace against Tottenham. Palace are twelve to five plus two forty. The draws at five to two plus two fifty. Tottenham are fifteen to thirteen. Uh, a price of plus. 115 London Derby Bars Palace Spurs. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna agree with me on this based on what we said about Spurs earlier on. Uh, Palace three wins and three losses in the last six, which looks reasonable form. Uh, but then you look at the fixtures they've had, and they've only faced one team from the top half of that t- of the table in that time. So Fulham are the only top half teams. I mean, Fulham are only barely just in the top half. They've had a really really easy run of fixtures in those last six. And you have to go all the way back to the 1st of October when they last played a genuine sort of top six or seven side. They played Chelsea. So Spurs don't look good at the moment. They're, they're in really mixed form. Uh, as I say, I think they do miss Kulusevski and Benton Kernet. As it stands, it's a bit of a quick turnaround, so they possibly won't have them back midweek. Still still un, uh, unconfirmed how long each of those will be out for. Um, but I'm not high on Palace at all. I, I do think that... that, that the Palace, you look at their recent form and fair enough, they're picking up the, the odd result here. But against the lesser sides around them, they don't, uh, you know, don't pick up many results in the in the higher end of things. Um, so I think it could be a bit of a bounce back spot for Spurs. I don't think they'll be brilliant. Um, the defence does concern me with Spurs. But it's not often the fail to score. So rather than take Spurs to win here, um, which is a reasonable price if anyone wants to take that, uh, I'll just take Spurs to score over 1.5 goals. Because um, one thing they do generally do, they didn't look like doing it today, but generally they'll, they'll get a goal and they'll, they'll get a goal or two. Um, they're just always vulnerable at the back. I mean, we're now up to, what, 10 games where they've conceded the first goal. Yeah, um, 10 games in a row. It's absolutely astonishing that for, for a team at the top end of the Premier League to, to go on that sort of streak. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, I've, 
you you could you would always you can always back them to score goals along the way. So over one point five at six to five is the pick for me. Hey, I think with even just a little bit of normal variance, Spurs would have got their nose in front at some point. Um, yeah, well, Palace are in time out for me because I backed them to win and they got beat. I backed them to get beat and they won. Uh, so I don't know what to do with them. Spurs absolutely bore my face off. Um, this is the most obvious 1-1 draw you've ever seen, Buzz. Uh, give me the draw uh, at plus 250, a price of 5-2. to two. Um, And I'm not making it any more complicated than that. Uh, the final game of the 10th. Um, is Thursday, which is an 8pm kickoff, 3pm Eastern time between Chelsea and Manchester City. Chelsea are 4-1. to one. The draw is 3-1. to one. Manchester City are 23-35. to 35. I mean, what, 4-6 roughly? Uh, minus 151, uh, Manchester City. Um, <clears throat> you can't take Man City at that price, I don't think. They had a home draw with Everton. Um, if we're going back two games, even though chronologically it's a long time, they lost at home to Brentford. Um, so, the, yeah, that just doesn't appeal to me at all, really. Um, Chelsea, a little bit of a, a question mark. Were, I just think in a, in a, for a three horse race, at four to one, Chelsea, with the players they've got, Sterling, Pulisic, I don't really have it, but uh, Mason Mount. I think. Chelsea are in the game, like they've got to be in the game. And Manchester City's form just isn't trustworthy enough. There's something dodgy going on with the defence. Uh, Jao Cancelo has been missing games. And like I say, the results haven't been great. They've got that 3 2 against Liverpool, which could have gone another way. And then they've had a home point against Everton, who really, really struggled. Like, so um, Thiago Silva looked good today. I thought it looks like a, a, a bit of a Rolls Royce at the back for Chelsea. So I just thought the 4 1 was too big, but this was really on the value. Um, I'm not hugely enamoured with with Chelsea, but I just think four to one's too big. I think if they play this game ten times and I keep backing Chelsea at four to one, I end up with a little bit of profit. Like so, yeah, they're worth a gamble uh, at a big price. Chelsea on the money line for me, but well, they're going to struggle because um, City are going to score goals this week. Okay, um, so I think it's unlikely we'll both cash on this one the way I've gone. I mean, Man City, you're right. They faltered a little late. They haven't lost to Brentford before the break. Disappointing result for them against Everton um, recently. Uh, but Chelsea are also struggling. I mean, they had a win against Bournemouth, who are, are not very good at the moment at all. Um, and then, you know, ne- never really looked like beating Forest today, did they? They couldn't have asked for a better return after the break, really, could they? Bournemouth and Forest, uh, two, two disappointing sides from the first half of the season. Um, and that, so they've come off that not looking great, not, not convincing, not... You know, didn't blow Bournemouth away at home, uh, and then didn't look like beating Forest prior to the break. Let's not forget they didn't win, and they had no win in five games as well. They weren't in good form at all. Yeah. Um. So, I think City will win. They are a short price. Um. So I'm going for City goals, and I'm going to be a little bit ambitious on it. Um. It's something that can come up for City in any game. They can score three or four goals against teams like Liverpool, Man United. Uh, and there's no reason why they can't do it against this Chelsea team. So I'll take City to score three or more. It's at nine to four. Um, and I'm also going to take the four or more at six to one. Uh, and just see this as a bit of a bit of a bounce back for for City where they might put a bit of a statement and maybe he might stop messing around. I don't know what he's doing with you know, he's not he's left Cancelo on about this is my fantasy football speak coming out now. Obviously, I've got Cancelo and Foden in my fantasy football lineup. Yeah. And they've both been benched for those first two games. Um, so I'm very much hoping he might stop pissing about and start Cantona, <laughs> who was a, one of the biggest creators for the last couple of years, uh, and give Foden a run out, fresh legs, instead of that game the other day against Everton. De Bruyne, just, you know why he's starting, that's fine, but he was blown out of his arse by the end of the game. And, and it took... God, you like something like 87 <laughs> minutes before he brought on Alvarez, Foden. can't remember who the other one was now. He didn't bring Cancelo on at all. But he left it really, really late. But he's, he's got a bit of this, Pep, hasn't he? If things aren't going well, he doesn't... He, he tend, almost just leaves the team out there and just says, look, you've got us in this mess. Get us out of it. And sort of trusts the players to, to come back. Um, so he can be often be a bit like that with his, um, his substitutions. But yeah, I'm hoping... Cancelo might come back in, give Foden a run out instead of 
Grealish or Mores. And yeah, City are going to run wild. So if Chelsea are going to win on the money line, Mar, they're going to need at least four. I, I was going to say, yeah, uh, Chelsea five, Manchester City four. Um, yeah, good game. Yeah, that. So, the main pick would be, be yeah, I'm, going, I'm going to go with City nine to four for them to score three or more. Um, uh, yeah, would be sure to wear. watch that game on Thursday night. 5-4 win for Chelsea is going to be good. Um, if you're watching the live stream, you might have just noticed the double air punch for um, the 49ers, the Packers and the Chargers all to score 20 points or more at a price of 6-4. to four. Uh, All landed by the third quarter as well. Uh, over the line live winners here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network hashtag DGENs only speaking of degenerate behaviour Baz have you got a mad parlay for us a mad acker yeah so finishing off I've got a few things here um, bit of a few things happened from uh, previous week so my underdog of the week I'm going to go with again we've hit two in a row uh, so we've got to throw another underdog out there and I'm going to go with Forrest to beat Southampton at around 3-1 to one, uh, for my underdog like um, it, love that. In also, fact. also had back-to-back wins with my anytime scorer pick. Uh, we had Mitrovic in the first week back, and we had Rashford last weekend. They've both hit, so we'll stick with that again. And I'm sticking with Rashford seven to four anytime scorer. Um, like that price, uh, and then I'm going to go with the goals treble. Goals treble came in for us. Team goals came in on the first week, and missed by a whisker that disallowed goal costing us last week so not far off so I'm going to stick with the goals travel again uh, I'm taking Spurs to score two or more Man United to score two or more and Aston Villa to score two or more comes in at just over 9-2 to two, that one Aston I might know this down but uh, one guess what have I just drawn Baz what have you just drawn yeah an apple a tent it was Tent. Not bad though. Yeah, we'll try. Well, that was a good game. We played that Close next. Close. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I've got a parlay, Baz. You love this. Twenty-one to one. Ooh, money line double. Newcastle and Chelsea. Fill your boots. What's not to like about any of that? We'll empty the clip on that when uh, when that San Francisco Forty Niners etc. Bet settles. We'll empty that onto Newcastle and Chelsea at twenty-one to one. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's got us to the end of the show, Pass. We were aiming for the hour mark. We've had 57 minutes. Thoroughly professional. Um, anything else you need to tell the people? Uh, no, not really. I think, uh, as you say, we've done quite well to rattle through it tonight and try and keep it a sensible time. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what I have got to talk about. Oh, I will. the last show. Yeah. Put, put that test out there for Forest Fan Ant, didn't I? Oh, did he? Yeah, and he had to so, listen to like the 107th minute of the show for his shout-out. He had to get quite far in to find out. <laughs> so, so two days down the line, and on yeah. the morning of the Forest game, yeah. I hadn't heard anything from him, so I knew he hadn't listened to the show at all. Like. Yeah. So, so I said, when you failed the test, and I did put a put a shout-out for you, and straight away he was on. And then he come back, he wanted a clue, tell me how like, where, <laughs> how So he, he wasn't even prepared to listen to it, like in the background or something. And, That's uh, then, terrible, I mean, that. Given, given how far into the show it was, he came back about 10 minutes later saying he was delighted with his shout-out. One of the nice words that I'd put out about Forrest. So he'd clearly skipped all the way across. But he did say, credit to him, that he had give us a five-star review after listening hey. to the show later on. Which uh, a lot of people aren't doing. There's still the, Those numbers of reviews aren't going up. And we know there's a lot more people listening on places like Spotify and Apple. So if you're listening... Give us a quick rate, like, subscribe, all of that garbage, because um, it does help. But yeah, and, and failed the test. So whether he listens today or not, again, he has to get to the end to get his shout out. But uh, uh, a little bit of a pro tip here. Today, today, you know, I've, I've, I've tipped Forrest to score two away goals. I've tipped yeah. the dog of the week. You're pandering, the- Buzz. Hmm? You're pandering the old locality, not like me with me uh, Newcastle <laughs> money line pick. Um, yeah, a bit of a pro tip when I'm consuming all of the content because a hell of a lot of content to consume uh, for the Sports Gambling Podcast. You can listen to it on like times six, time, like times two, but I reckon you can get up to about times six, which makes us sound a little bit like Mickey Mouse talking to Minnie Mouse. But you can get the gist of everything in there. Like you can get all the fix and everything. Quite a lot of people do. I know Dylan Moore, uh, his kid listens to us on times six to get all the picks uh, rapidly. So uh, if you're in a bit of a rush, don't skip the show. Just listen to us uh, talking fast. So. Right, we've just clocked an hour there, Buzz. Um, thank you very much, Barry. Uh, thanks, everyone, 
Um, the Discord channel, I'll keep pointing you towards that, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. There's still loads of fun chat in there. Uh, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Um, loads of winners to be had and losers, but who cares? Um, looking forward to this week. We'll be back on Thursday night where we can uh, review this week and then we'll hopefully get a little bit of normality. FA Cup next weekend, so we're going to um, handicap some FA Cup games. You can't handicap them all because there's 32 games or something ridiculous. Uh, so we'll make some choices um, I've got no idea uh, what Barry's going to pick and he's got no idea what I'm going to pick so we'll handicap the FA Cup and then after that we'll fall into a pattern of a little review show probably on a Monday before our pick show on a Thursday um, this Christmas and holiday period has been really hard uh, for us to get into routine because it's just been absolutely non-stop football but uh, after that we'll uh, we'll be getting the We'll be getting the routine going. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, good luck with all your bets. We'll be back Thursday night. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.